and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our producer and tech magician, John Posey, is with us. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and uh, where you can find out about our books. Among them are Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities, The Secrets of Spirit Communication, Sensing the Future, and Aliens in the Backyard. Our upcoming book is called The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's new novel, White Crows, will be coming out this year. And I have been slowly releasing the audio edition of Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings. Uh, our guest today is Alex Marco. She writes visionary fiction and spiritual self-help books. She was welcomed into a world few people see, the sacred mysteries and magic of autism. When asked by three nonverbal autists to make known their truth, The Unsuspected Hero is the first book of a journey to the New Earth book series emerges. Her newest book is Destination New Earth, a blueprint to 5D consciousness. Welcome, Alex. Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's good to, yeah. good to finally see you. Last time, right. same last, here. <laughs> last time was just audio, yeah. You mentioned in your introduction that uh, since 2011, you've been on a path of learning about uh, pure or aesthetic autism. Uh, explain what you mean by that and what launched you on this path. Oh, absolutely. Um, in 2011, I was introduced. Actually, I was contacted by a couple of uh, people. Their name uh, is Gail and Lyrica, and they're the uh, authors of the book Autism. That's A-W-E-tism, uh, a hidden key to our spirituality. And uh, Gail and Larica uh, had reached out to me and they asked me to help them put together a book trailer. And, um, you know, at that time, I just um, I, I had just been uh, laid off by so the time. So I um, I said, send me the book. So I, you know, I got their book, I read it. And one of the things that hit me was their information was absolutely out of this world. Um, but it resonated as truth. And I noticed that people, nobody knew about this stuff. And or very few people were writing about it. And uh, so they eventually asked me to do some uh help them bring their book into the world and i and by doing that i was introduced to um a total of three non-verbal non-speaking autistics and their families and you know and they welcomed me into the world their world and they welcomed me into a world very few people see and ever since there was a very little girl a small girl um you know, some energy, some things just resonate as truth with me. And then other things don't resonate as truth with me. And what was ringing true was that their story really hadn't been told. And um, so they asked me to tell their story. And initially I said no. And um, eventually I said yes, but I agreed to do it in visionary fiction because some of their truths really are out of this world. And, you know, I was just thinking if these, these people, Gail and Lyrica, as well as other very talented people are starting to move their work into the world. And if it's not being, it's not being accepted um, I wanted to try to do it in a safer way, which was in visionary fiction. And that was the book I released um, when we spoke in 2020. Right. 
the end of 2020. And that's the unsuspected heroes. And uh, very shortly after that, I decided um, that the truth, it, the, um, I guess the nonfiction version of some of the information on the new earth, as well as the autistics, needs to come to light. And that was, that is the book I just released, which is Destination New Earth. Yeah, I mean, your, your stuff, you're doing something unique. I mean, I don't know of anybody else doing this. You know, there have been some really talented people back in, I think it was the 90s, um, Christy Jordy and um, Ariana Roca, they did a book, um, very great book. Then Galen Lurka's book. Um, and then there are other people, Susie Miller. There, there are people that are writing about this stuff, but it's like the world isn't hearing it. Yeah. Um, and you're right. This, you know, you talk about pure autism, uh, pure autism. You know, the way I look at it, the autists, they're a unique species on their own. They are experiencing life on this planet entirely differently than we are experiencing it. The autists, uh, you know, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And we're trying to embody our spiritual essence in our physicality. And, and that is essentially part of the ascension process. And, but the autists, these uh, pure autists, they, they are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. Are they nonverbal? Well, there are some that are nonverbal. Um, the ones that I'm talking about now, let's say the ethereal autists. Yeah. They are, um, they are nonverbal for the most part. Not all, but for the most part. How do you communicate with them then? Well, how do I? Well, I should say that um, for the two books are a little different. Mm -hmm. For this most recent book, um, we worked with one autistic. His name is Daniel. And Daniel is nonverbal. And he communicates in different ways. He does communicate through... Um, uh, facilitated communication, which is a supported typing method mm -hmm. where uh, the, the autistic, because what I was saying is that they are lightly tied to the physicality that, you know, they present at, with difficulty um, in form. They present with difficulty communicating and, and um, they, they're, they can lunge. So it's hard for them to just type. So they have a facilitator in this process, which it does, they don't help them point at things. They provide resistance so that they're able to more effectively pinpoint on a letter board. So that's how Daniel communicates first. On What do you mean? Is it an actual keyboard? It is a keyboard. It is, uh -huh. it is a keyboard. Uh, it can be a keyboard, it can be um, electronic, and it doesn't have to be electronic. But what they what happens is they might need assistance so that their pointing is very mm -hmm. defined. So, and it's a slow process. It's a very slow process. So that's one way he communicates. He also communicates through telepathy and psychic communication. And, um, and, and, and for this book, he also communicates through a channel so uh -huh. that um, if we're in a channeling session, the channel can bring him in and he can speak through the channel. Huh? Well, who? because you had you have a couple of channels that you use. Well, right. I, for, for the last book, there's one channel. OK, and that was, her name is Shauna Kalicki. Mm -hmm. And she channels uh, the masters, archangels, and um, the autistics. And she channels uh, this uh, Syrian. And Syrian is a hmm. 16th dimensional collective speaking through one voice. And uh, another woman involved in this last book, her name is Connie. And Connie is the mother of Daniel. Connie is, uh, she's a very powerful intuitive. And yeah, I, she provided this excellent story in, um, in Destination New Earth. 
and uh, that of the three ice cream. That was the ice cream cone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you tell tell us about tell that? us that story? That that's a great one. <laughs> well, you know, Connie. Um, so so Connie was at work, and she was talking to a coworker, and the coworker, uh, from what I remember, the coworker brought up about the law of attraction was saying, you know, it's hogwash and, um, you know, don't believe it and poo-pooing the idea. And uh, Connie was starting to go along with it. And she essentially had a channeling experience where something came in her and these words just flowed through her about the law of attraction, the power of belief, the power of, um, you know, imagination and, she gave her coworker instructions. She said, she said, I want you to go home and I want you to imagine you're getting three ice creams and uh, ice cream cones. And, you know, I don't want you to imagine about the calories. I don't want you to think about the cost. You're just getting three ice cream cones. Just believe it, taste it. You know, she does the, pow the uh, law of attraction exercise. And um, so her coworker goes home. She does the exercise. And when her husband comes home that evening, he has this box. And it was a box that contained supposedly four ice cream cones at the time. But one of them was missing. So she had three ice cream cones from her <laughs> husband. And there was a story about that. But the coworker um, had a great response. The coworker just thought, my God, if it's so, this easy, why don't I do something a little more substantial? Um, the husband and wife had, um, I guess they had a debt, about $2,200. Someone owed them. And they had given up on the debt because it had been years since they had received it. And they had moved since that time. So she went through the process of imagining receiving it. And lo and behold, within a short period of time, the doorbell rings. It's this person um, with a check for pretty much the amount that they owed, they were owed. So the next day she shares this with, with Connie and Connie goes home and she goes, hey, what's this all about? You know, because she, she goes to her son, Daniel, and she takes the board, she says, what's this all about? Because this is, um, you know, this is really, uh, this is amazing, you know, that this happened with her coworker. And he pretty much types out, um, it's not for just the coworker. And he gives her a date. And she, he says, go, it was like a over a decade, right? It was like 1999. Go to this month and this year and read your diary. So huh. Connie goes to retrieve the diary, kind of tickled that her son even remembered it and knows that she has a diary, actually. So she she reads she goes to that month and she reads it and she reads about how she is in a um, loveless relationship, really needs to break up. Um, but she needs about four thousand dollars in order to do that. And so she's really sad that she's brought to this chapter, but she keeps reading. And in the next month, she reads how the social services called and they had audited her case. And they realized that they owed her $4,100. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so the next month, she had $4,100. Huh. And pretty much just said it's a power of belief it's everyone is creators we get to create a reality and um so that was a great story that's fascinating yeah so fascinating. uh alex uh have you have you met daniel in person i have okay. i have i've met all three autists ah okay yeah how old is he could you uh, describe him a little bit absolutely he is um he's in his late 20s Mm -hmm. Um, he, uh, he, he's got a great energy. Mm -hmm. Um, he is thin. He is, uh, very energetic. Uh, he, 
Um, the very first time I met him was actually, I was at a ceremony with the three autists mm -hmm. and um, I didn't know him. And I had just met his parents and we were doing a spiritual ceremony in a medicine wheel and we were in Sedona and um, you know, I didn't know him and I could see him walking around and I was there to support Galen Lyrica. And so after my portion of the ceremony was done, everybody was in the circle. I came out of the circle and I sat on a, a big boulder and there are all these boulders that surrounded um, th this medicine wheel. And I just sat there and he had been walking by himself ah. while the parents were in ceremony. And he came over and he sat next to me on this one big boulder. And there were big boulders all over the place. But he just sat there <laughs> next to me, um, obviously quiet because he was <laughs> Um, I don't know what he's doing, but it was it was a gift. Huh. Oh. Um, synchronicities have been a big part of your life and started with the rose. Tell us about that. I like the crazy synchronicity too about the three ice cones. Obviously, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the ice. Tell us about the rose. Okay, not as not as probably <laughs> not as dramatic, but yes. But you know. Um, yeah, synchronicities have always been big in my life. And, um, and I even wrote a book on, about it, which is Life Signs. And um, the very first time synchronicities came into my life was when I was in the mid 20s. I was in my mid 20s. And at the time, I had no idea what they meant. But it was, it was probably some type of an awakening where I was able to witness that the universe was talking to me, but I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. um, and That's you know, always what, the challenge. <laughs> I know, really. Well, I, well, this is a great example that I didn't know what it meant until years later, because, you know, I've mentioned one of the things I mention a lot is I've always been this truth seeker since I was young. And when things didn't resonate with me, I always wanted to go out and find the truth. And so um, when I was doing research for one of my books, I was researching um, the Magdalens and the Magdalens are a group of Essenes um, that included Mary Magdalene, uh, Yeshua, a uh, Jesus, um, Mother Mary, Anna, Joachim, mm -hmm. Bartholomew. I mean, there's a bunch of um, men and women in the Magdalene's as, you know, obviously including Mary Magdalene. And so as I was doing this research, it hit me uh, that the rose and the lily are symbols of the Magdalene's and Mary Magdalene. Hmm. And, um, and I was reminded that when I take a look at my family lineage, my maternal grandmother, her name is, uh, was uh, Lilia Lafleur. Uh, and I always love that name, Lily the flower. The flower, yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, well, what about my paternal grandmother? Her name was Antoinette de Rosier. And de Rosier hmm. means from the rose bush. So, you know, it just hit me. Well, why didn't I should, from the beginning, I thought I was to look for the truth in the Magdalene line. And that's kind of what I've done throughout most huh. of my books, quite, quite a few books. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. In your book, uh, Destination New Earth, Daniel plays a major role, it seems. Uh, and he provides a lot of interesting information. Where, where does his wisdom come from? That's a big question. Okay, so it's big. <laughs> it is a big question. Um, and and in one point of the book, it pins in a way Mother Mary against up against Daniel. And it does and it doesn't. <laughs> but in my human mind, you know, I've always, you know, I was raised Catholic, so I have this great fondness for Mother Mary. Um, and so where does Daniel hang his hat? Um, Daniel has the ability, there's this one point in which there's access to all dimensions. And that's where Daniel is. Um, he, that's where he can go in all dimensions. 
And so, you know, because uh, I was asking, well, why should uh, I, it was a human question, why should I um, take your information over Mother Mary's? Because she's saying this and you're saying that. And, you know, he explained that Mother Mary, even in her 12th dimensional form is, which is very high, um, is still human. And mm. she has access to so many dimensions where he has access to all dimensions. So explain how these dimensions are defined. I mean, you talk about the 16th or the 12th or what, what's well, that mean? Okay, so, okay, so there, if you can think, you know, we can get into physics uh, where you can say, okay, one dimension is a point, right. two is a line, and we can go up and down that. I get lost between time and the fifth dimension. But if you take a look at it's a frequency, everything has a frequency, right? Mm -hmm. And it's got a resonance and a vibration. What did Einstein say? Energy, frequency, vibration. Um, so, so um, what is the 16th dimension? It is a frequency. It's a vibration. And as we shift our own frequency and vibration, we have the experience of those, uh, those energies, emotions, Every energy, every emotion, um, every feeling is associated with a certain frequency. Mm. So, you know, you ask me what it is, I'd say it's a frequency, it's a vibration. Uh -huh. But how, how, for instance, so how does the 16th frequency di differ from the 12th? What? You know, my human brain will say it's <laughs> higher, okay? Because it's a higher, higher um, number. It's a higher number. But once you get past the earth in three dimension, there is not really a higher and there's no lower. Mm -hmm. It just is, you know, um, the 16th dimension is, I think we had this conversation. I think so. I, I last, vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yes, last time. It's, it's such a curious concept of, you know, it, not, not the, not the concept of energies and that kind of thing, but where, where we number things. You know, right. the, the important uh, number, though, is the fifth dimension, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what the book is about? Uh, new Earth isn't uh, the the new Earth related to the fifth dimension? The, it is the okay. uh, the new the new Earth. Yes, we are currently going through uh, a planetary shift in consciousness from our about time. <laughs> What's that? It's about time. <laughs> Yeah, well, beyond it's, it's beyond time. Yeah, it's beyond time. <laughs> yes. It's all happening. Everything happens at the same time, right? Um, yeah, so we're going through this shift from a very dense egoic state of the third dimension to a higher, a lighter vibration of the fifth dimension. And when you look at it that way, the fifth dimension is just another experience for us because, you know, we as human beings are here to experience mm -hmm. life that's why we're here is to experience so the fifth dimension yes it is higher it is lighter it is it's um a place of um unconditional love acceptance um peace and that is where we are heading now if you ask me what's the difference between the fifth dimension and the new earth it gets back to that vibration portion. Mm -hmm. um, the new earth is, it's an experience of being in the fifth dimension. It mm -hmm. is the experience of um, being in sync with the living Gaia. And what I mean by that is uh -huh. Mother earth. Mother earth is going through this evolution, evolutionary process of ascension. Okay, so she, um, essentially takes all of the earth, the plants, the, the elements, the, mm -hmm. the rocks, the animals, um, and a portion of humanity with her to this new earth. So the new earth is that vibration of being one with uh -huh. all the all of nature. 
of the living earth. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. And so that's really the, the blueprint for the new earth that Daniel talks about, right? The, the blueprint, uh, it's actually, you know, a few things came out in Destination New Earth. Um, the, the first thing is that the ascension is not a done deal. It's, it is a probability, mm -hmm. um, but humanity has work to do. And that work is this awakening, the, the, you know, it's this great awakening. Um, it's, um, but first we have to have chaos apparently. <laughs> well, that's everything is happening to awaken humanity. Uh -huh. And yeah, the chaos is part of it. Okay. Um, but getting back to the, the question about the, uh, what you know what the new earth uh, this ascension this blueprint that uh daniel talks about is that each person has a role in this because the ascension is not going to happen on uh this uh massive uh awakening is the way it's going to happen is going to be on an individual basis uh -huh. until there is what we call a critical mass uh and people will, at that point, there will be a greater awakening. But the blueprint is that each person has a role in this shift. And each person, uh, they, have, they have their own blueprint. Uh, and when they live their truth and they, um, they live their authentic self, they awaken they become a much larger uh, part of this planetary shift in consciousness, because what happens is when one person awakens, they get to go out there and awaken others, because when we awaken, we exhibit light, right? We, when we awaken and we claim our sovereignty, we inspire others to do the same. So that's what has to happen between now and this great awakening. Any that. date given? <laughs> Any date given for the awakening? Well, the only thing we have to worry about is ourselves. Uh -huh. And each of us, uh, you know, because we need to awaken. And yeah. that great awakening will not occur um, until that critical mass mm -hmm. basically triggers this hundredth monkey event where people will massively waken up. And when that happens, uh, there's a myth or a religious belief that like 144,000 people will rise up, disappear. Daniel doesn't say that, though. He says that you're once you're in the new earth, you're still here with everybody else. Uh, could you explain that and how that how that works? How can we be here and be in the new earth at the same time? And who, who gets to go and who gets to stay? <laughs> Boy, you know. I think you have to read the whole book to get that answer. <laughs> and I have I to have. tell you that when I read the book, every time I read the book, I get something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, there, there is this uh, thing called, the, and we talk about the 144,000. Um, and that goes back to the Bible where, um, you know, yes, there are these people, there's only 144,000 people here that are here to, be part of this big awakening and um daniel but there said, was a lot fewer people in the world than when that was written right I mean, you mean the, the Bible? there were a lot yeah. of fewer people in the world right exactly and daniel says there's there are millions of people here for this awakening there are millions of light workers uh whatever you want to call them light workers mm -hmm. the 144 thousand the star seeds it doesn't matter Everyone is here for this shift in consciousness, but that's what it is. It's this, this shift, um, you know, uh, it's a shift from the 3D to the 5D. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to do it and other people aren't. And there's no judgment in whether you do it or you don't do it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, people gravitate to what they, um, what they like right? Mm -hmm. They, uh, who they like, they gravitate to like energies. Some people will stay and uh, that will be fine. And other people are going to be more drawn to um, the fifth dimensional consciousnesses of love and light and mm -hmm. um, tolerance and acceptance. 
and forgiveness uh, while others won't. And so we're both going to have our own realities. And there are a lot of questions in the book about, well, how is that going to be that we're going to have the fifth dimension and the third dimension <laughs> realm? Because well, it sounds like the age of Aquarius. Oh, you know? absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you if you put it into astrological terms, because yeah. that's what it, that's what it's about. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, it is the age of Aquarius. And, um, and, and so, yes, we're going to have different, you know, we're, I know in my life, uh, and perhaps in your life, you've seen friends come and go from your life, and you've seen um, new friends come into your mm -hmm. life. And you're drawn to those who resonate with, with, right. with the path you're on. Um, but yeah. that's how you're drawn. That's how I'm drawn to books too. You know, sometimes I'll just go to Barnes Noble and look and see, and if something leaps out at me, I think, okay, this is this I buy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I know what you're saying though, because like when Trish and I <laughs> left our jobs and went as freelance writers, some people thought we were kind of nuts, you know, uh, you're just giving up everything you have. And now you're just out there and with no regular income and, uh, or they kind of, you know, even make a little bit of fun of you trying to to do that, then you kind of drift away from those people mm -hmm. who are in a, a different, uh, in, in a sense, in a different reality. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are living your truth, your authentic selves. Uh, We've and been really fortunate. As crazy as yeah. it is. As crazy as it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're inspiring so many other people by talking about your truths. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I've never thought of it quite in that sense that, okay, never mind. I don't even know <laughs> where there, that thought was going. <laughs> but there, you know, it's, it's such a big picture though. I mean, uh, we've had an interest in this uh, reality or this area for a long time, but we've never thought about autists and no, uh, like yeah, that was... autist collective. What is an autist collective, for instance? Well, there is this uh, thing called the Autistic Collective or Autist Collective. And um, these are the way I would uh, describe it. They are the silent heroes that mm -hmm. are ushering in the new earth. And mm -hmm. they're, um, they're doing it in such a way that they can um, have humanity witness the new earth and experience mm -hmm. it. And um, so that humanity can awaken <coughs> to the truth about who they are, because that's what we need right now is for people to awaken. Um, so that it's a network and, and they're all over the planet and they work with other autistics. And, and can they communicate uh, telepathically among themselves? They can communicate telepathically absolutely among themselves they can communicate with other worlds other mm -hmm. uh planets um they can communicate with other aliens they can communicate i say other because we're all uh -huh. aliens, right <laughs> um uh you know um they communicate they see time and space they see other dimensions they communicate with the masters, the ascended masters, they communicate with angels, uh, galactic beings. Um, th they communicate with other autistics. Yes. yes. Huh. Most people, I think, who have uh, had any dealings with autists uh, probably think that these people are not all here. And really, that's the truth, right? I mean, they're not all here. Uh, they aren't here at all. I mean, Physic most physically. The true pure autists, I was mentioning that they are lightly tethered to their physicality. Yeah. You know, their frequency is so high, they can't pull it into the physicality. You know, I was talking about, you know, we're spiritual beings having a spiritual, uh. a physical <clears throat> experience. We're trying to embody our um, essence in our bodies, but they can't do that because it would fry out their circuits. Huh. So, um, they remain, they're having an entirely different experience. So how it manifests is communication issues. They're awkward. They're different. So what, what happens humanity when, when humanity th sees things 
that they don't know uh, they don't know what it is. They can't explain it. They put things in a box. Uh-huh. And for the autistics, that box has been autism. Uh, mm. They call them autists. Yeah. And uh, Daniel can uh, speak some very high truths and values and uh, spiritual beliefs that he's communicating. But yet, in the physical world, he might just walk out into traffic if uh, uh, if he's not careful, if somebody's not right there. Isn't Absolutely. That, yeah. that is probably one of the biggest challenges for the uh, uh, caretakers, the parents of these, these beings, because, um, yeah, they can absolutely just walk out in traffic. And you mentioned that um, Connie went through a situation where she had to... Um, you know, acquire a posy belt so that when they're in a situation where they're near traffic, if he bolts because he's having this experience doing something else, mm-hmm. if his physical body bolts, um, she needs to be able to keep him safe. So can you imagine what it's like to take care of? And not to be, oh, well, what happens when she's gone? What happens when she's gone? Well, yeah, who? I, you know, I that's something I would have to. I don't know. I was just curious. I mean, you know, it's because no parent lives forever, and no parent uh, that family obviously, you know, you know, Connie, uh, you know, and her husband um, care very. They they take good care of Daniel, um, and you know, between the two, it takes the two of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just had an experience uh, about a, uh, six weeks ago with an autist child uh, when our uh, daughter was closing on her ho- on her house uh, and we were with the closing agent. We were with her in this office. It was uh, after hours. There's no one else in the office except uh, the closing agent and two of his kids. And one of them was an autist. And while we're signing all these papers, Megan is signing all these papers, big stack of papers. The kid literally destroys the office. I mean, <laughs> everything was strewn everywhere, you know, and uh, I, I tried talking with him, but he would never look me in the eye, you know, was, yeah. uh, so it's, it's an interesting, it must be a very unusual experience being the parent and dealing with the artist. But this guy was great. He was great with his son. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You know, he was very patient. Okay, no, let's not, let's pick up yeah. everything, you know. They're, they're, I think the parents of uh, autists are, they're angels, you know. Yeah. They were, they, they were, the, the autists selected the, their parents uh-huh. very carefully. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Hmm. Oh, oh, where do we go from here, Rob? Okay. Well, okay. What about the trickster? You, you, uh, one of the channel experience that. Oh yeah, uh, the trickster. That was a good. Uh, I don't know if it was Daniel that uh, was, uh, who was channeling, but somebody else came. Somebody else came in with, uh, and it turned out to be a trickster experience. Can you go into that? Sure. Okay. So the the channel that we use is Shauna. Okay, and Daniel isn't. The channel, Daniel yeah. might, he, he might speak through the channel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. In this situation, this was a weird situation. Um, yeah, it was pretty early on into the project and we were doing this channeling and I was asking Shauna the questions. And um, so what usually what happens is um, when we do a channeling, whatever whoever comes in, comes in, usually announces who they are. Mm-hmm. and um, g- gives a message, and then we get into it. And so, you know, this channeling was entirely different, and Shauna just started saying, uh, talking. And the way she was responding, her mannerisms were different. Her language was different. Um, and it, and when she speaks with for Daniel, she has certain mannerisms that mm-hmm. it, they weren't there. <clears throat> And so um, I asked, I said, who's this? And um, the, the entity proceeded to explain that it was um, an angelic aspect of Daniel and gave me the name and, and Shauna described him with great detail. And, you know, but 
so we've got through the channeling and this aspect did the whole channeling and the information was quite fascinating, but um, you know, I sent the audio to Connie and that's how we would do it. I'd take the audio and I'd send it to mm -hmm. Connie because she would transcribe it. So what happened is uh, the next morning, it just didn't feel right. And so I texted Connie and I said, Hey, did an angelic aspect of Daniel come into the channeling yesterday? And so she went to Daniel and she asked and he said, no, it was a trickster. Do not listen to the channeling. Huh. And so you ask why that happened. I think it was the experience. It was the experience for me to see the difference in the energy. Uh -huh. I didn't know who that was. Even the gestures, you said changed. Yeah, the manner. Uh -huh. It was totally. Mother Mary is usually one way. Her language is different. Syrian is totally different. Daniel is a little more animated, um, but this was entirely different. Now, Shauna had her own uh, experience and got her own lessons from it. Huh. And But I think the biggest lesson for this was we realized how important Daniel was to bringing this information from the book. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you channel, you know, even though they say, yeah, we're here for love and light. Um, <laughs> but I'm a trickster. <laughs> Yeah, you just don't know. So yeah. here we are, and we can ask. Uh, Daniel would, you know, grade each of the responses, um, each uh -huh. of the responses for from the questions. So, um, so we had this accuracy check as we would go through the. Has that happened again? No, we only no. had one issue with the yeah, and and uh, that was kind of a. Well, it was a little upsetting experience. Huh. I mean, the trickster is such an in interesting archetype, too. Yes. You know, I mean, it appears throughout literature, movies. I mean, it's and so now we know it appears in channeling <laughs> also. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So back to the New Earth uh, concept, uh, you write that the New Earth isn't something that's <clears throat> going to happen in the future. It's already happening now. Uh, and I wonder if you can relate to this uh, bit of uh, Buddhist wisdom. Before I ascended or became enlightened, I chopped wood and carried water. After I ascended, I chopped wood and carried water. Does that make any sense to you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think how I would relate to that would be the more I learn about this thing called enlightenment and ascension in the new yeah. earth the more i learn about it the more i realize how little i know and that's really mm -hmm. humbling you know um yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. you say that there's a spiritual war going on with one side trying to help humanity raising consciousness and the other side trying to prevent humanity from uh, reaching a critical mass uh creating this uh, shift of awareness uh can you talk a bit about that uh who's on whose side or is there because that sounds finding it it sounds a lot like the good aliens and the bad aliens <laughs> you know i mean it seems like all of these groups have these opposing forces yeah i mean there is a game going on and and the game is essentially to see if we're going to awaken to the truth about who we are and um and that's the game <laughs> um and there are good players uh, you say good and bad yeah i say light and dark because uh -huh. they're polarities um and anytime we take a polarity and we put judgment on it that's a duality um mm -hmm. and you know so there are light and dark players in all type of um beings i should say you talk about aliens or humans uh -huh. who's who are they who's on which team um there are light and dark players um for aliens there are light and dark players for humans mm -hmm. there are also um you know who else is in the game there are the angels they are the the masters they're i mean all entities are part of this game and i can't really say 
that, oh, um, these aliens, reptilians, yeah. uh, um, the bad the bad guys. guys. Yeah. You can't say that because within right. any species, there are light players and there are dark players. And, and everybody's uh, playing their own role, right? I mean, everyone's they have decided upon at yes. some point. Yeah. That's exactly it. And the biggest thing is we can't go to judgment because mm -hmm. those people that are playing roles that perhaps we feel are, um, they don't, we, we might say they're bad or they're evil. That's our humanity. Um, placing judgment on it mm -hmm. so uh yeah so that's one of those things that daniel cautioned about throughout the entire book uh. is not don't go to judgment be neutral uh you know the judgment by being non-judgmental you neutralize the energy and that's uh -huh. what we need to do is neutralize the energy hmm. do you know if How daniel do we do that with putin yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know if good and bad players? Yeah. Do you know if Daniel uh, reads books or listens to podcasts? Is he involved in the world in that uh, sense? I know that he does not read books. Um, mm -hmm. He will have books read to him. Okay. But he he just knows. I mean, he knows he knows everything. Yeah. Um, you know, because I I have to say when I first met. Uh, Connie and um, and and Daniel and her husband. Her husband, um, you know, we had an we had an exchange. They gifted me with um, some sacred oil, and so uh, I turned around and I sent Daniel. I sent uh, Connie uh, one book and her husband a different book. Um, and the book I sent to um, Connie was a matter of degrees, which is. Some people go, it's conspiracy about the aliens and so on and so forth. Um, but but anyway, um, so Connie came home and she took the book and she put it on her shelf. Her husband read Life Signs and was very, you know, was very gracious uh -huh. and sent me a note about Life Signs. But Connie put the other book away and so many months goes by. And Daniel says um, to his mother, she has to read. Um, Alex's code book. <laughs> what code book? It was <laughs> degrees. Wow. Uh, and and he knew what it was about, but he had never read it. He knows everything. But and also you said if he can type, then he's literate. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's yeah, he's uh, absolutely he's brilliant. Uh, he's brilliant. Uh, and and artists are. Mm -hmm. uh, in towards the end of your book, you uh, talk about the Anasazis and the Mayan civilizations. Uh, why do you go into some it's of experiments. these experiments? Uh, yeah, these yeah. Uh, ancient uh, uh, cultures. Uh, how does why that fit I... with your? Yeah, how does that fit into your book? Well, you know. It... It was always an interest of me. I've always been really drawn to learn about the ancient cultures, mm -hmm. the ancient um, those those cultures that they say they disappeared, like the uh -huh. and, <clears throat> and the Mayan cultures. And so I've been to different cultures um, uh, around the world. And um, I had been reading uh, Dolores Canyon's. Uh, I think it was the convoluted universe. Might have been four. And in that, she said, she made a statement that um, during these cultures, they were practicing mass ascensions. And how that would work is that a high-level soul, and when I mean high-level, I'm talking about... Evolved. Um, well, more than evolved, it's, it's kind of like, okay, so you have this expansion, right? You have, here's source consciousness and... And then you have um, here is where we are, okay? And we're all expressions of source consciousness. We're fractals, we're step-down mm -hmm. versions. And what Dolores Canyon's work was suggesting is that there was a, um, a high-level soul, one of the first step-downs, one soul 
that would come in and have multiple expressions of all these people in these cultures. Uh, and they would practice these mass ascensions. And, um, and so I was just curious about it. So I brought it into the channeling and I asked Daniel, is this, is this true? And he agreed that there was this high uh, soul. <clears throat> Dolores, Dolores was suggesting that there was a high level soul, that high level soul has embodied and is walking the planet. And so I asked Daniel about that. And he said, he goes, um, the consciousness never left. And, huh. and he said, you mean of those cultures or of that soul of that soul uh -huh. never left the bodies, the physical bodies. When we die, it goes to the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the, the, the spark of life, that connection to our soul will leave and it goes, it returns to the soul. But what Daniel was saying is the consciousness doesn't leave. And he wanted mm. me to think about that as a, another form of, um, of um, reincarnation, which uh. is another extension of the soul. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Stays. Huh. Well, I was I was thinking of this connection with uh, your work here with the autists and the uh, Anasazian Mayan civilizations in a little different way, because I see that uh, the the tribal shamans might have been autists themselves uh, because they were not happy campers typically, but they were very <laughs> highly evolved in a sense to as healers, mm -hmm. uh, spiritual leaders of the tribe. Hmm. That's, That's absolutely, it, yeah, an interesting way of looking at it. And, uh, you know, autists have been here since uh, Lemuria. So they've, um, yeah, that, it's very possible that huh. they were <clears throat> Yeah. Huh. Okay. So what's coming up next for you? What's coming up next for me? <laughs> <laughs> a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, do you have another book in the works? Are you going to continue this work with the autists? Well, you know, I have another book. It was um, it was the book two of the unsuspect. You know, the, I started this work with the unsuspected here, right. which is that visionary tale, and it introduces the work of the autists mm -hmm. in uh, in a in a safer way it right. also introduces some high level uh spiritual con metaphysical concepts and uh so i had that book too um but book one really needs to take off before i can <laughs> do book two yeah um that's a good question i am not sure we have talked we had talked about doing other books mm -hmm. but right now we need to see where this book which has just been launched. Um, uh -huh. goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah are, do you feel like you're that you're guided towards something new when you do start something? I mean, do you feel that there's like synchronicities that show you the way, or you gut feeling, or what is it? Oh, absolutely. Gut uh, synchronicities always show me the way, uh -huh. um, and I always have, I don't know, half dozen books in my <laughs> head, I right. guess, and. Um, I start things. So there's a book that I had started years ago when I've met the autists um, that I've kind of moved away from because of the autist work. And every once in a while, that book calls to me. So I might return to that. Mm -hmm. um, I may do another book with autists. Uh -huh. um, and because I really feel very passionate about this topic, I think that humanity. Uh, this, you know, humanity just doesn't get it. Um, <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> they don't get We're it. We're trying. <laughs> well, they don't, they're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm not the first person you mentioned. I'm the only one that's saying this. I'm not the first one. <laughs> no, I knew you weren't the first one, but you're the current voice. I'm the current one. You know. How did you put this book together since there are so many people involved? Um, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> well, first, the concept was picked by Daniel, Connie, and myself. 
Um, Shauna didn't have anything to do with it because Shauna was going to be used as the foundation piece of the work, right? Um, so Shauna didn't know. And so each person had their own roles. Connie, um, you know, so I would interview the channel, okay? Um, and the channel would bring in uh, the channel, Shauna, and Shauna would bring in peace, um, people, um, mm -hmm. beings, and we, I would ask the questions, the questions Connie and I put together. And then, the, um, and then Connie would transcribe the, the sessions. Hmm. She'd take the transcriptions and she'd go to Daniel and she would sit with him and say, here's the question and here's the answer. What's the accuracy? Huh. And, and each of them would get graded. And um, that Daniel um, sometimes would, you know, grade it. And, and then he would go into a dialogue through facilitated communication huh. and give more information about it. And so we would, after everything was done, the questions were asked and we had all the channelings and I had hundreds of pages <laughs> of transcripts. I went in and I took a look at only the ones that were graded high. Mm -hmm. And and then I flesh those out to bring more clarity to them. And then I was intuitively guided to just take all these things and put them in the different sections huh. of the book. Interesting. And, um, and then I just Plus, you have a full time job. How do you do this with a full time job? <laughs> um, you don't I, sleep much. That's exactly <laughs> right. I don't sleep much. I yeah. don't sleep much. Um, uh -huh. What yes. about what about fiction writing? <clears throat> That's what her first, you know, the unsuspected heroes. Yeah. The unsuspected heroes. I have three other novels that mm -hmm. are out there. Um, mm -hmm. I like writing fiction, um, but sometimes it's you know, you get inspired by something and you 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 just you know. I want to tell truths. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look look at all my work. Um, from the very first book novel to um, this work, it's always about revealing truth to help mm -hmm. heal the planet. Yeah. Are you a Sagittarian? I sure am. <laughs> well, actually, uh, no. I'm what? that 13th one. What is it? Oh, the 13th sign? Ophusius? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, or what? I don't know. I haven't even really looked into that because I only work with 12 signs. It's, <laughs> it's too complicated otherwise. But well, what, what's your birthday? It's the 30th of November. Okay. So you get early sad. I'll tell you how I knew because you talk about wanting to get to the truth. That's the archetypal truth about Sages. Ah. You know, they're always looking what's the absolute bottom line? What's the truth? And that's interesting, interesting because. Um, Connie, as well as Shauna and I, we're all Sagis. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and well, what's all, Daniel? Daniel is um, October. Libra? Is that Libra? Uh, well, October what? Late October? It's um, mid. Then he's probably a Libra. Okay. Mid. Yeah, he, find out. I'm curious. Yeah, but. I'm. I, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because all three of us, uh, the three, three of us, the three female, um, the triple goddesses. That's what we. <laughs> uh, the triple goddesses are the Ophugius. Also, we're uh -huh. all in that later. Part. Right, that later. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, There's a lot thanks. of material. Here, Rob. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, Alex. this has been this great, has been Alex. Great. And I love doing this with Zoom instead of Skype. Oh yes. Well, this yeah, is it's just I'm I'm so happy that we haven't had any technical issues. Yeah, I know. It's, it's worked out. <laughs> the the tricksters are absent today. Right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I called in the 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 protection, right? Yeah, right. And I'll send you a link when this goes up and um I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah.
Thanks for joining the Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.